This episode of the Sixth Sense Report contains some language, graphic descriptions, and may not be suitable for young children. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying, is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted, is it overstimulation? Welcome to the Sixth Sense The Sixth Sense Hear ye, hear ye, come on, come on. You are listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Joe Nicoloff and Darnell Samuels. Oh, I thought you were going to say and Snoop Dogg. Uh, Snoop Dogg, yeah, yeah, Snoop Dogg too. <laughs> you, got, you got that little uh, Snoop Dogg swagger going on. <laughs> uh, that's good, man, that's good. Uh, I don't uh, know if the listeners know, but that that hear ye, hear ye is, uh, is actually... Um, a line from Snoop, actually. Yeah, I was good, but you, you usually don't have the Snoop Dogg swagger. I know, the, I, I know, I know. What the everybody no, even, got the cuss, but they ain't chipped in. Now this type of thing happens all the time. You gotta get yours before I gotta get mine. Everything is fine when you listen to the Sixes Report. <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but but even the way you did the like the the also I'll call it the twang in your voice and oh the yeah intro yeah hey little... man oh man <laughs> I I think I you know what I I have a a goat list of the funniest entertaining more personable rappers um, in rap history so um, I have Snoop as number one as like uh, the most personable funny entertaining guy um mm-hmm. to rap and then second i have uh, uh fat joe yesterday's mm. price is not today's price <laughs> uh, right well yeah. who, 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 how big does your list go what is it top 10 well, no, top I'm, five I'm still, no just, no i'm actually just making no, it I, I just made it up and i've been wrestling with who would be the third one um um because you know I mean, fat joe fat joe uh uh, when Irv Gotti was talking reckless about Ashanti and he came on, he and he, he just said, Irv Gotti, yeah, you know, he's a sucker. He's a sucker, man. He's just a sucker. So um, those two guys, I haven't, th- I haven't thought of a third one. Um, listeners, yeah. if there's a third one, um, <laughs> funny, entertaining rappers of all time. Well, yep. Who should I add the third? Yeah, I think I think funny is a is a good nuance because you know entertaining rappers of all time. Like you know, I think you could easily come up with a top ten real quick, just mm-hmm. based on you know stage presence things like that. But but adding the comedic side to it, you know, commentary it's... or just flat out just hearing them talk is just funny guys, right? Like oh. shooting when when they're on podcast shooting the breeze. Those guys are funny. Have you seen uh, Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg doing uh, sports commentary? <laughs> yes, that motherfucker don't miss. <laughs> Them up, don't miss. <laughs> I've seen that highlight reel. That motherfucker, uh. don't miss. <laughs> uh. All right, we gotta, well, yo, yo, we got to get him on the show, man. We got to get him on the yeah. show. <laughs> what, Snoop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, I know friends him. who know him. I, I know guys who know him. Oh, dude. <laughs> right? You got to come and get those guys to come through. Ryan, 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 who, who did our press photos, man? I, I see him on Instagram hanging out with Snoop, man. I still, I still got his phone number. <laughs> so yeah, get, get him to get him to record our intro, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you don't yeah. have to do it no more. Oh yeah, that'd be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about the Queen, not uh, not the, the King. Jester. No, 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 not the King of uh, 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 hip hop comedy. So yeah, no, the Queen. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, Queen Elizabeth the Third. 
Um, yes. So she passed away, and long September longest reigning monarch. Eight, 2020. September eight, 2022. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, so for the listeners, uh, the direction of the conversation we'll be getting into. Uh, the theology is 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 God for monarchies, and we'll unpack that. Uh, Canada, uh, for as it relates to Canadians, uh, Quebec versus the Queen, and then um, we're going to look at the economic perspective. Uh, was she a good queen? So, um, so let's start start with um, the theology side. Now, um, there's an ex- inscription that says "De Gratia Regina." Uh, the inscription that is on every coin or even every uh, medal given by the queen is in the Commonwealth DG Regina. Uh, it translates as queen by the grace of God or reigning by uh, the grace of God. So, I mean, that tells us, let's call it some legacy to the origins uh, or not origins may not be the right word. Some, let's say, theological legacy to both the monarchy, this monarchy, but also it's God for monarchies. Pardon? Is God for monarchies? Um, my view would be he's neutral. Um, and and I would base that, or I say that because I would say that he's also. Um, neutral or amoral with respect to government in general. Not to say, like, you know, my view on, without going down the rabbit hole too far on Romans 13, that these things are under God's sovereignty and he may ordain them for a time for his purpose. But at the same time, the question of is God instituting or calling us to institute any given type of government um, is why I would say neutral. Because, you know, monarchy in and of itself is one form of government. Now, Mm -hmm. for the most part, we've gotten away from it. But arguably, all of Romans 13 is in reference to monarchies. Not totally, but... My point is that at the in, time, in the Rome, historical context, in the historical context, that is um, what type of government existed predominantly when the text yeah. was written. Yeah, and and so my point is it's neutral because the form of government and instituting a monarchy is not at all prescribed, although it was the common, uh, you know, take all of Jewish history, most of the Bible. Right, being um, under a, a king and monarchy type system. Mm-hmm. What, what, what would you say is God for monarchies? I I would say I would say yes, he is for monarchies, um, because Jesus Christ is king. Um, and I would argue he is the antitype if I'm correct, anti-type, and that um, all other governments um, are the type. If we're talking typology, it's just a shadow of uh, the, the the true true mm. governmental structures w- that we'll see in the eschaton. 
um, in the new heavens and the new earth, um, Jesus Christ reigning as king on the throne. Um, so I, I, I would say that uh, God leans, leans towards the monarchy. And as it relates to, um, you know, Queen Elizabeth or, you know what, man, um, any, any uh, monarch, anybody who's ruling um, is appointed by God in his sovereignty. Um, that doesn't necessarily make it his favorite person, right? Um, who's ever ruling, right? Hence, hence the term by the grace of God, right? We look at um, 1 Samuel 8, right? Who, who, do, who does Israel have as, as, as their first king, um, right? They have Saul, and Saul's a terrible king. <laughs> right. So, 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 so we're saying that, that God is being gracious, right? By the grace of God, she rules and, and there's nothing good about Queen Elizabeth II that would, that God chose her to make her reign and so forth. Mm -hmm. No. And, and, and I think, um, God is going to use any given monarch. Right. And, and so in, in terms of his sovereign will, um, mm -hmm. they're, they're, if you just look at, you know, I'll go back to, to, I, I love making this punchline about, you know, look at the Jewish history book with respect to Kings. What, what did we see? Good King, bad King, good King, bad King, good King, bad King. And so, um, you know, was God for the good King and against the bad King more or less. So I think God can be for any monarch, um, or, or working through or with any, any monarch could be serving God. At the yeah. same time. Yeah. Uh, now for our second point, uh, Canadians, uh, as released the Canadians, uh, Quebec versus the Queen. And so this was an article from the Globe and Mail and talking about the issues uh, Quebecers had with the Queen, which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, so the majority of Quebecers uh, don't look kindly on the monarchy for historical reasons, as well as their support for democracy. Uh, said Gerald Bouchard, a historian and sociologist who teaches at the University uh, de Quebec. Eh, I can't pronounce that word. I'll probably butcher it. But it's in Quebec. Trust me, it's in Quebec. I promise you. It's not Toronto. It's in Quebec. <laughs> in Quebec, this appears to be a, a vestige of a colonialist era that we thought um, had disappeared. He said in an interview in Quebec, the majority of people would say we don't um, we don't know why this continues in Canada, and we don't know why this has been imposed on us in Quebec. Last thing, the monarchy was imposed on the people of Quebec by conquest. He said, while the provincial flag, known as the uh, fleur de lis, uh, represents both the right of Quebecers to exist as a people and the province's democracy. We cannot overlook that she we cannot overlook that she represented an institution, the British Crown, that was caught that has caused significant harm to Quebecers and indigenous nations, he told reporters. It's it's such a you know, in there it's it made this comment that like um why is this forced upon us? And and what I'm about to say doesn't mean we shouldn't go against it, but it's our entire Canadian system technically has the queen as a backstop. And that's an oversimplification, I'm aware. But backstop? 
like you know in the sense that like the queen actually is you know has authority right it, it, within our governmental system yeah. um because because of the the way it's established and so i only i only bring that up to say like while we don't really utilize that control while we don't really have that backstop is almost never exercised mm-hmm. and and may never be you know if you had a let's call it Hitler type character. Would we value that backstop? You know, would, would that backstop actually come into play and to the benefit of the people? So I, I only say that to say, you know, these comments sort of are, are devoid or, or, or removed from the idea of like, okay, what, what do you reckon? What do you want instead? Right? Like what, what does it mean to move away? What does that cause our system? How does that cause our, a democracy system to change and what would be the benefit of the shortcomings. And so I only say it that way because I, I'm sort of ignoring history and just purely looking at the system today and saying, okay, you know, if you want to look back in the past and say, okay, because of, you know, what Quebec's criticisms are from, you know, the monarchy being forced on them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to make the change, just because what happened in the past was bad doesn't mean that you just blow up what you have today because maybe there's actual uh, benefits that you're just going to ignore because of your uh, you know, prejudice towards the, you know, the, the history or your uh, grudge towards the history that occurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and and I think part of it is trying to think through like what that what the present day issue with Quebecers dealing with the crown presently and historically and in our relationship um with Quebecers. <laughs> right? And yeah, that's always been kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> yes, yes. Canada's had a it's just I mean, when we were kids, man. It was like, oh, Quebec's always going to separate. Like, I don't know. It was like this, which it seems like now looking back, it was never really going to happen. But I, I thought it was inevitable. Yeah, I thought you know, it was going to happen too. Like, oh, I guess Quebec's leaving. Apparently, they were going to take all of Eastern Canada with them. Mm-hmm. So Right, right, right. I know. Uh, so then, so then, Joel, like, do you think that um, it's overstated um, that, that Quebec's kind of blowing things out of proportion? I mean, obviously, this article is written in, you know, the date is September 11th. So it's written in response to um, all that's gone on. It's written, um, you know, with and and we'll touch on this in the third point a little bit. You know, so much of the Queen's death has then led to questions that people just didn't want to talk about. And so I don't necessarily think it's overblown. But it's probably a conversation that has been avoided. And now, for whatever reason, conversations about the Commonwealth and, um, you know, their colonization of the world and all this, you know, the, the legacy of that has not really been talked about. And we, you know, if you look at, as I was talking about Canada's system. We have the monarch there, but it's largely a figurehead, although there is sort of authority built in. Mm-hmm. Largely, if they tried to execute it, it would, and let's say in a scenario outside of what I described as like the Hitler type of scenario, mm-hmm. um, 
it would likely result in us kicking them out <laughs> of our, yeah. you know, democracy system. Um, and so I, I only say that because it is Quebec overblowing it. Uh, yes, to some extent, because it's irrelevant. But no, you could argue they haven't because, well, you know, the queen reigned for so long that I'm sure, what, 40 years into her reign, they were like, okay, we'll just wait till she's gone before we entertain these conversations. And I think largely most of society, um, you know, has already, I mean, you can see it, the, the conversation, and, and we're going to touch on it with regards to, to Africa and a number of countries are, are starting to sort of go, hey, there's some things that we haven't been talking about. And now that she's gone and some new person's coming into this role, well, it's I, I would be surprised if this conversation doesn't play. I don't know if play out's the right word, but um, if this conversation doesn't continue, not to say that anything will come of it, but I think this is the beginning of some conversations around this. But I'm also, uh, you know, sort of starting out to move on to the economics piece. I think there's this uh, large amount of ignorance towards how has wealth been accumulated for a very long time for the uh for the british monarchy no just in general for society as a whole right and and uh, so we've used this term when we did the uh we did an economic episode with i can't remember her name the economist oh um the holly but um, i'll look it up I think the episode was going to be, was going to be called the title that I'm talking about is Raid versus Trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holly right. Fretwell. Yes, Holly. Fre I was right. Holly. Holly Fretwell. Yes. Okay. So um, that was a good episode. That was a good episode. But she was talking about trade versus raid. And I recently heard someone else use the term make versus take. Same concept, right? How is wealth generated? Either. You, you create things or you acquire things by taking them from others. And so the, re the reason I was making the comment that we're largely ignorant of history is that while the Commonwealth may have been the most successful in some level of raid, mm -hmm. they were not unique. They were doing what everybody else was doing. Right. It wasn't like, you know, take Hitler as a horrible example because I've already brought him up. Right. It wasn't like this was a the a Hitler character being sort of the anomaly to, to how everybody else is operating as a government or as a, you know, monarchy, but but essentially as a government. And so I just think that we don't have the right conversations. Right. Like. I feel like so much of these conversations are like virtue signaling that I'm against the oppressor as opposed to sort of what I was saying about before with regards to, are we going to have an honest conversation about what is the benefit? Do we really want to get rid of it? Is there with regards to the, the queen and the Commonwealth's involvement in our electoral slash democracy mm -hmm. system, right? Like, mm -hmm. are we going to have a real conversation? Or are we just going to virtue signal that we think the colonizer was bad? Like, that that's where I'm like, what are we doing? You know, but, or are but, we just gonna pretend? Pretend what? <laughs> well, pretend that um 
the queen was or, or the commonwealth was exceptionally evil and we have to rid them of everything in our country like to me that's pretending like that that's not a true representation of history not to say that they their their government didn't do did some things right and wrong or or that you have criticisms in the way that they made decisions but it's 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 lacking a conversation about the fact that you know and I'm, I'm making this scenario up but but let's say they colonized a, an area of africa well the tribes there well hold on, hold on, hold on what wait but, yeah. but they did colonize yes oh sorry the next part that I was about to say is what I'm making. Oh, up. I think it's like yeah. like the metaphorically so, so, like so, <laughs> so they colonized a place. But what was happening in the place before they colonized it? Likely the exact same thing. It was just, you know, one hundredth of the scythe and Smaller 10 different scale. tribes. Right. Like those tribes were all raiding and tr with each other, you know, mm -hmm. killing each other, stealing each other's land. But then the guy with the bigger hammer came along and, and because they won, we now look at them as like, oh, they were exceptionally evil, right? That, that's the point I'm trying to make is like, we're, we're not like, while well, you ha can have criticism, I'm not saying that they didn't do it. Like there aren't criticisms that, that maybe there's legacies of the way they did things that are problematic and we need to fix them. Totally mm -hmm. different conversation, mm -hmm. but it's like, oh, we're going to call them the oppressor. When they were basically doing what everybody else was doing and what the tribe that they raided was doing to the tribe next door to them, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they basically did the same thing, but because they won, we call them the oppressor, mm -hmm. right? And, and I, that's why I say like ignorant of history, because like take 1800, early 1800s, early 1600s, like for, for all of mankind up until the last 200, you know, American experiment time frame. There was so much of this raiding, right? Like our billionaires episode. How much did we talk about, you know, the that king that was like ruling a, a, a huge place? I recently heard a podcast. I think I shared it with you in our in our chat where they were talking about him actually being um, very much a like letting countries that were under his kingdom or places sort of self-govern. And it was mm -hmm. like, but it was, it was a sort of partnership with regards to protection. And so I only say that to say there's better versions of raiding and worse, because at the same time, if I got to protect my border and you're starting to encroach on it, well, now we end up battling over where's the, you know, where's my property, where's your property, where's your, you know, crops and my crop, right? So the violence becomes just the way the monarchy systems sort of protected their regions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, you know, I was I stumbled across um, Sam's article on why I'm honoring the Queen. Uh, did you read it? No, I did not. So educate me. What What does oh, Sam got to say? No, no, I, no, because it, it it sounds like what you said. It sounds it sounds like what 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 um what you you were saying, and he said this. Um, another reason why I'm honoring the queen is because despite the injustices against uh, my ancestors, uh, the British monarchy were instrumental in protecting my Fanti tribe from our rivals, the Ashanti in Ghana. The Ashanti were significantly more powerful than the Fanti. They were actually an empire. 
perhaps the most powerful empire in sub-Saharan Africa, and they wanted uh, wanted ex- wanted to expand their empire by conquering um, Fanti territories. This forced my ancestors to become allies with uh, Britain. Britain eventually colonized Ghana, but I don't know what would have happened uh, to my ancestors if Britain hadn't protected them from the Ashanti. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, like a uh, great minds think alike, I guess. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, and, and, and I bring all that up uh, because uh, there was an article from uh, The Guardian, which is, uh, and it said, Queen's death intensifies criticism of British Empire's violent atrocities. And so the way how the article is laid out, it has uh, tweets from prominent um, black people criticizing uh, the crown. Uh, and one was from uh, Karen um, Ate, uh, and she said, black and brown people around the world who were uh, subject to horrendous uh, cruelties and economic deprivation under British colonialism are allowed to have feelings about Queen Elizabeth. After all, they were her, quote unquote, subjects too. And then Jamil Hill said, or Jamel Hill said, um, Journalists are tasked with putting legacies into full context, so it is entirely appropriate to examine uh, the queen and her role in the devastating impact continued, um, in her impact of continued colonialism. So and there's more, but um, yeah. But yeah, Joel, it, yep. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say the, the colonialism thing. Like, I, I really think, you know, is is sort of a use a horrible word here it's a bit of a dog whistle right like in the sense of oh if i use the word colonizer or you know basically i'm i'm talking about the oppressor and you have to agree with me almost in in sort of the you know the way the discourse goes today yeah and and i I, you know what's funny is they want to colonize my child's brain with their ideologies Mm -hmm. but they don't see that as similar in any regard right yeah. Okay. So then, what's your two cents? So I think that uh, you know the monarchy is a really interesting concept, especially from an economic side. Um, and I was I was listening to uh, a lecture series from Hans Hermann Hoppe uh, this week, and he was sort of talking about the idea of you know, uh, a government owning the land and operating the land in contrast to a monarchy. Um, And for the monarchy, it's their property. For a government official or or a government, you know, they're sort of like a property manager. And um, this comparison is similar to what if for the, you know, more business slash uh, finance related people there in the corporations there's this concept of agency uh, in that managers are are an agent acting on behalf of the owner and you you always have to worry about that that agent is going to potentially pursue their own means sorry their own benefits at the behest or the detriment i should say of the actual owner and so in bringing this back to um I see a similar dichotomy between 
you know, let's call it an owner run business. I, a monarchy owns the land. They're going to steward the land in a manner that preserves it to pass it on to their children. And in, in a government scenario, well, economics has this principle called the tragedy of the commons that essentially is referring to the fact that when nobody is really owning a property, it's going to be over-consumed by all the users and not upkeep. There's not enough upkeep. Mm-hmm. And and so I think, you know, this is where I think monarchies have fallen out of favor for a lot of us, just thinking about the way, oh, you know, democracy is the new thing. It's the, it's the more culturally or historically uh, relevant. And so I think we fail sometimes to see the value in monarchies because we see them as the, you know, we've moved on from that. That's in the past. <laughs> but, but if I had the ability to voluntarily or consensually move into a, a monarchy and move out of a monarchy, the fact that they're stewarding the land differently, if they have, if they're treating their subjects um, as free and sovereign individuals, you know, the whole constitutional concept is about restraining mm-hmm. the tyranny of kings. Um, so if, they, if they're following that piece, then, then maybe actually monarchies, and a lot of libertarians actually lean this way, monarchy would be mo- beneficial or um, more fruitful or more prosperous in the long run um, or has the potential to be than uh, because of that idea of, of stewarding as well as um, the the dilemma becomes the let's call it the 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 heret- the moving on of the kingdom right so that the next heir taking over um, may tear down all of that benefit that the pre if it's the son who inherits or the daughter not based on their merit or their ability to rule but based on their bloodline um, so you know I think I've heard of a term like constitutional monarchies or something like that. Um, but I think the, the idea of a child inheriting or, or bloodline inheriting mm-hmm. does have a hindrance on the ability to sort of uh, fulfill what I've been saying. So okay. um, I think we're going to hopefully continue to have conversations. You know, uh, I just saw this thing. I don't know who shared it. It might've been one of you guys. Uh, the, the queen's, Wealth is exempt from taxes because they want to preserve it and avoid erosion of her wealth. Um, it's funny. Why don't we view taxes as eroding everybody else's wealth? <laughs> but anyways, I digress. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So what's your, what's your two cents? What do you want to leave the listener with about, uh, the queen and her legacy. Uh, I think that, you know, just thinking about the question, was she a good queen? Um, I would say no, she was a safe queen. Mm. Um, and like, and almost, almost a little too safe because yeah, like with the allegations um, against um, the British empire and her reigning for so long and overseeing a lot of some of these uh, atrocities and being a, um, being a Prince part Andrew. of it. Yeah. And, and being able to, um, and not, 
and I guess maybe because I'm, I'm a product of my era and my time where, you, you know, she didn't, she even put out a tweet, you know, she didn't, she, she you know, didn't, you know, hasn't really addressed uh, those things or, or apologized formally out from what I know. Um, but she seemed, you know, pretty safe. And when I mean safe, I mean like behind um, closed doors and living the queen life um, kind of like um, that, that ivory tower type scholar away from the people. And I think mm -hmm. as it relates to us as Canadians, um, you know, right. So just to remember that the, the, the queen, how does that relate to us? Is she, well, technically she's the queen of Canada, but has no real power. Right. So that's why we have the governor general and the governor general is a representative of the queen over here. Um, so she, she doesn't really have, yeah, she, she doesn't have any power. And then when Charles III, uh, you know, becomes the king, he'll be the king of Canada. And this is why when people, when citizens come to the country, they swear an allegiance to the queen of Canada. And so like, I, you know, I'm thinking like, as, you know, as a people, you know, we have a leader who doesn't have any real power and doesn't have any real presence and is not really with us. Um, but I think people are, have been a bit nostalgic about her, her reign and her being a queen and, and it sounds great and it feels great. And she, you know, she's been pretty nice and pretty diplomatic, um, during her reign and, um, carried herself with dignity, um, not in the tablet. So that's cool. But I think, you know, just definitely just reminds me like, you know, making sure that, you know, or reminds me that, you know, as Christians, um, you know, Jesus Christ is our King, of course, obviously, and that we swear allegiance to him and, and we take our direction and cues, um, from him and that we conduct ourselves in a way as citizens of his kingdom and not uh, citizens of, of, of the queen's mm -hmm. kingdom. Yeah. You made one comment there that, that, you know, makes me think you said about her being safe and, you know, she didn't almost like ruling from the ivory tower. And um, I watched the, you shared a tweet. I'll put it in the show notes page from uh, BBC news, Africa. And, and I just sort of wondered how much in her early years as a queen would that perception have been much different, right? Like, I mean, she's been old as dirt for our, you know, our entire adulthood, right? Like she was so old that like, not to say that she didn't travel and she didn't do things, but like, you know, she's, she's living out her life, fulfill, like finishing her reign. And, and I would say a hundred percent, she was, you know, like the word you use was safe. Right. But, but as like a 25 year old or, or like, cause she got, she was a queen really young at 25, right? yeah, 25, yeah, 25. So as a 25 year old, you know, how mm -hmm. much was she running, ruling in a much different manner? How much more active was she? Maybe she was more controversial. We're just, it's just so far removed from us that like, unless we become, you know, historians and really try to like learn about her life, you know, we, we have, one what fifth of her reign that we perceived and that's literally what how many you know how frail was she in the last part of her life in contrast to you know i just use the example of like how much travel she did and how many how much more travel she did back then versus now i don't know the answer but but that could she be a way a to travel she traveled yeah long. right and that, that that's where i'm getting that from that bbc news africa video it was like four minutes long i thought it was great it was a great little summary um of, of obviously just giving some perspectives of her her reign um 
and and involvement with the Commonwealth. And tyranny, tyranny on, yes. on the African continent. Yes, yes, that a little bit of that too. Um, but but what's crazy is like she's also like really close with Nelson Mandela, right? And there or was obviously. Um, but but it, you know that's sort of highlighted in there too, and it sort of goes like, okay, is is calling her actions tyrannical like an oversimplification? Because you know. I just think about our Sir Johnny McDonald episode, right? Like that sort of similar type of language used towards him. But is that, is that fair? I don't like, I don't know. Right. Unless we really dig in and sort of look at what was she faced with and the decisions she had to make. Maybe she was making the best of a bad situation, but we just want to call it tyranny because it's easier. And again, I'm not saying she wasn't tyrannical. I'm just saying it's, it's an, it's really easy from, you know, looking back 50 years on a very surface level to, to sort of judge um, in a manner that calls her the oppressor, which is, um, you know, something that, that I would expect people to do even if it wasn't true. So it's very hard for me to judge those comments without doing the due diligence, I guess is the way that, that I see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, six centers. Wagwan. What's your two cents? What do you guys think? Do you guys agree with Joel? Is Joel talking reckless? Let us know. Am I, am I giving her too much, uh, too much grace and, and maybe a, a little too much benefit of the doubt? Yo, hey, man, I'll, I'll let God give her the grace, man. I ain't giving no grace. <laughs> uh, God already gave her enough, man. Yeah. Yep. As, as the coin says. Soli Deo Gratia, right? Or something like that? What was it? Or she reigns, queen reigns by the grace, grace of God. Reigning by the grace of God. Yeah. All right, let us know what you guys think. You know how to contact us. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Uh, yeah, I'll add us. Six cents, make exchange. But you heard me? Does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media.